You're listening to The Sacrum Show, episode number 279. In this episode, I talk about wonderfully weird traditions of Christmas in Iceland. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's episode is the same episode that I did a year ago over Christmas in Iceland. It was so well-received that I wanted to share it with you again. You will hear me talk about Yuli Lads, Christmas book flood, fermented fish, and basically all the wonderfully weird traditions we have in Iceland around Christmas. Around this time of year, it is also time to think about how to make next year your best. Head on over to signal.com forward slash 279 for more information on the mastermind groups that I offer and how you can apply to join one. Only twice in my life I've been somewhere else at Christmas. The first time I was 18 years old and the family of my first boyfriend invited me to Thailand over the holidays. Although it was a magical trip to a very foreign country for an Icelandic teenager, it was like we had skipped Christmas. The second time I was 27 years old and was putting final touches on my master thesis in architecture. Even though the family of my second boyfriend celebrated Christmas in Germany, it was a lot less formal than I was used to. It was basically just a few hours on Christmas Eve until someone suggested we go to the pub. I was in shock for many days and probably still am that people could think of going to the pub at Christmas. These experiences made me appreciate the wonderfully weird and formal traditions of my home country so much more. Of course, I want to be with my parents, siblings, nieces and friends, but I also love the traditions we have here in Iceland. For the last three years, I've shared in my newsletter some of the Icelandic Christmas traditions and the resonance has been so wonderful that I'm happy to share them with you on my podcast. Hold on tight to hear about Yule Lads, Christmas book flot, and fermented fish. Christmas in Iceland is full of traditions and it starts as early as end of November. The four Sundays before Christmas Eve are celebrated as Advent and we light a candle for every Sunday so that on fourth Sunday four candles are lit. Icelanders like to decorate their homes with Christmas decorations and the outside of their houses with lots of lights before the first advent. Christmas songs are played on every radio channel, so if you don't like Christmas songs, you're pretty much doomed. And every church and concert halls has Christmas concerts running up until a few days before Christmas. 
Normally, I never have a chance to attend one of these concerts anymore because I always arrive in Iceland just a few days before Christmas. And therefore, I make sure to attend a concert in Switzerland instead. But if I find one between Christmas and New Year, you can bet on me being there. I know nothing better than live Christmas music in a nice concert hall or gospel choir in a church to start my Christmas spirit. The months running up to Christmas, we have an annual flood in Iceland. This is not a flood of water, but of new books. We call it the book flood of Christmas because most new books are published in time for Christmas as giving a book is a very traditional Icelandic Christmas gift. This is also the reason why I love to give my mastermind program clients a book for Christmas. In Iceland, all the newly published books are listed in an annual compilation called Book News that is distributed to all households for free. At least 800 new books are listed in Book News for a country of only 340,000 inhabitants. That's a lot of books. There are two main reasons why I believe books are such a popular Christmas gift in Iceland. First, it's our long heritage of Icelandic sagas and the fact that basically every 10th Icelander is an author. Second, during the Second World War, there was a strong restrictions on import into Iceland, but paper had less restrictions, which led to the books becoming a massively popular Christmas gift, and that is still the case today. That being said, I see my family giving less books than we used to when I was younger, and maybe it's because people are reading less or we are now reading with our electronic gadgets. Still, I was very happy to get a book from my husband this year. On December 11th, the Yule lads start to arrive in the city. We have 13 Yule lads instead of just one Santa Claus. They were originally quite devious and mean, but have softened over the years. Most of them have exchanged their dirty and teared up clothes against a more Santa-like clothing. They have a mother called Grilla, a very ugly beast, and a father called Lepaludi, and he is even worse looking. The family lives apparently in the mountain Asia, which is just across the bay from Reykjavik. The Yule lads start to arrive to the city on December 12th, one each day, until the last one arrives on December 24th. Their job is to visit every child that has put a shoe in their window and put a small present in their shoe. But if they haven't behaved, they get a potato. The Yule lads don't stay long. They start to leave again on Christmas Eve, one each day until the last one leaves on January 6th. What you need to know about the Yule lads, the 13 Yule lads, that they all have different roles. And each one does something very specific. For instance, one of them steals candles and another one knocks on the door. You can find more out about the Yule Lads just by searching for Yule Lads, Icelandic Yule Lads on Wikipedia. 
and then you'll also see how they look like. But the Yule cat is much scarier than a Yule lads. It is more of a monster than a cat. Big and scary looking cat who is waiting to eat anyone who hasn't received new clothes in time for Christmas Eve. I always make sure to buy new clothes for the kids. And even for myself, but not always, at least for the kids. So we don't get eaten, or at least not the kids get eaten by the cat. And this is not a joke. The day before Christmas Eve is a very special one in Iceland. That day even has a name, Thorlaugsmessa, in the honor of a bishop called Thorlaugur. This day has in modern times no religious meaning, but it's a day where many Icelanders put up the Christmas tree. Yes, we put it up quite late in Iceland. And buy the last Christmas presents. Typical lunch on this day is fermented skate. Old, ugly and smelly fish. You are a hero if you can eat it because the level of ammoniac in it is even above the dangerous level for humans. I have eaten it a few times to get my hero status, but have skipped it the past years. And my boys tried it and they never want to try it again. In the evening, Icelanders go out and stroll down their main shopping street to enjoy the Christmas spirit together. Even if you have nothing to buy, it's still a tradition to go into the city and just stroll down the shopping street on the last day before we start our holidays. Shops are open until 11 p.m. and there's a lot of singing going out inside and outside. On purpose, I actually make sure I have one more gift left to buy so that I feel better about spending time on this last day before the holidays. This year, it was snowing heavily, which just added to the wonderful spirit of this special day. And this is when Christmas really starts for me. Officially, Christmas starts on December 24th at 6 p.m. sharp. Families come together and enjoy Christmas dinner, followed by unwrapping of Christmas presents. We are always with my parents and my sister's family this evening. And in the recent years, we're at my sister's house being spoiled by my brother's-in-law's cooking. The food is traditional. Glazed ham with potatoes and vegetable or nut steak for vegetarians. These Christmas traditions, especially the food, mostly come from Denmark and have been adapted over the years in Iceland. We also have this Danish rice pudding dessert with jam where we hide a big nut in one of the bowls and the person who gets the nut gets a very special present. But they need to wait until everybody else has finished the rice pudding. To my surprise, I had the nut last year and got a beautiful candle and matching napkin, a very typical Icelandic present when you are invited to dinner somewhere. Christmas Day is a lazy day in my family where we meet at my parents' place at noon for brunch and then spend the whole day together playing cards, reading books or more recently fiddling with our gadgets. Everything is closed on Christmas Day. Even the international airport is closed, so no flights go in or out of Iceland on this day. Few years ago, you couldn't even go to a restaurant because of all the tourists who spent the holidays here, 
they have started to open up restaurants to serve them. In the evening, we also have a traditional meal, this time Icelandic hangiköt, or hung meat, which is an Icelandic smoked lamb, boiled and served either cold in slices, with potatoes and bechamel sauce and green peas. December 26th is called second day of Christmas, and it's like a Sunday in Iceland. Shops are not open, but you can go to the cinema and buy groceries in 24-hour shops. I kind of like that we get three days in a row that are like Sundays. This gives us enough time to read a book or two or watch a lot of movies. This is a time where I really like to catch up on all the blockbusters that have been in a cinema for the whole year. In the evening of second day of Christmas, we're again invited for dinner at my parents' place. I'm so lucky I don't have to cook so much over Christmas. And this is the first day where my mother cooks something different from the traditional Christmas dinners. The next day, December 27, is called third day of Christmas. And it's traditionally a working day, but many take the day off to extend their holidays. Plus, many shops are closed to give their employees time off after working long hours before Christmas. You may not know this, but most shops in Iceland are open until 10 p.m. for a lot of December, and especially in the last week leading up to Christmas. And most of the shops also have open on Sundays. So on December 27th, it is a tradition to give people some time off. Also, shops might be closed due to counting stock if it's a retail shop. On December 28th, most shops are open again normally, just like every other day until December 31st. Between Christmas and New Year, many families and friends use the time for a more formal lunch and dinner than the rest of the year. For many years, I've always invited my six childhood girlfriends and their spouses for a dinner at my home during this time. And now it's such a tradition that my friends just ask me, when is the dinner? I love that. I just love traditions. Between December 27th and January 6th, you can legally purchase fireworks for personal use in Iceland. We used to be able to buy really strong fireworks, but due to stricter laws from the EU, the fireworks sold to the public are not as strong anymore. Most Islanders buy fireworks to support the local rescue teams. All rescue teams in Iceland work for free, and their main revenue stream is to sell fireworks. And if you love shooting up fireworks on New Year's Eve, it's a win-win to support your favorite rescue team at the same time. Our boys are now 12 and 14, so we make sure we don't forget to buy fireworks and support our rescue team at the same time. The schedule for New Year's Eve is quite rigid. We have the same schedule every year. Nothing really happens before 6 p.m., except if you're cooking, then you are busy, but we are so lucky to be invited. Our only task is to bring wine and maybe some snacks and decorations. At 6 p.m. on New Year's Eve, we dress up in our best clothes and drive to my brother's house. About 7 o'clock, we start dinner. In the recent years, we've settled on turkey and everybody loves it. It's not a traditional Icelandic meal, but it's something different from the Danish and Icelandic traditions that we're so used to around Christmas. It's more like a celebration meal, celebrating the New Year that's coming. After the main course, we take a break, we put on warm outdoor clothes and drive to the bonfire of my hometown. I don't actually come from Reykjavik. 
There's a little town next to Reykjavik called Seltjarnarnes. I think it has about 4,000 inhabitants. And it's basically next door, but it's about 15-minute drive. And we go to the bonfire there because it's most likely that I re- meet someone that I know at that bonfire. There are about 10 official bonfires in Reykjavik alone, with a city less than 200,000 inhabitants. The whole point of going to a bonfire is to meet your friends and extended family while singing to live music and watching the fire. It adds to the fun to be offered Icelandic schnapps too. The original reason for bonfire is to burn the old year away. And I had no clue about that until recently. And now I love bonfires even more. Last year, something special happened. We had the most amazing northern lights right above us at the bonfire. And I asked myself, can life get any better than this? Northern lights and bonfire. Wow. And fireworks. It's everything. It gets a little bit cold standing outside. So the local church, which is pretty much next to the bonfire, started to offer hot chocolate and cookies. And I thought, what a brilliant idea. So even if you're not Christian, you are totally welcome into the church. There again, you meet some old friends and, and school buddies and, you know, say hi to the priest and drink hot chocolate. I really love this new tradition that the church has started. About 9.30, we drive back, 15-minute drive back to my brother's house. And we start to see some of the fireworks. People have obviously finished their dinner and have started to shoot up fireworks. But this is not the main part of the fireworks show. We take off our warm clothes and have a dessert together with the whole family. They have waited for us. Not everyone goes to the bonfire. Some are too, you know, young to go. Some are too old to go or just not interested. At 10.30, we watch an annual sketch on TV. I know it's a weird evening to watch TV, but there is a special sketch that is only shown at this evening, at this time, and they make fun of the whole year mainly politics and some things that have come into the media. And if you don't watch it, you can't really communicate with your friends and family the next days because you have to know, did you like it? Did you not like it? So everybody needs to watch the annual sketch. Even my husband, who doesn't really understand Iceland, sits at least next to us and kind of can understand some of the jokes. I think actually they should put a subtitle on it. At 11.30, when the show is over, it's an hour-long show, we put again on warm outdoor clothes, and now the real fireworks show starts. Reykjavik literally goes on fire. Over 500 tons of fireworks are shoot up, all by individuals directly in front of their homes. As a comparison, the city of Zurich shoots up about three tons of fireworks, I think, So being in Reykjavik is like a true firework festival. There are no official fireworks that evenings, but that's also not needed. It's the public that puts on a light show that is absolutely magical. And most of it happens between 11.30 and midnight. So pretty much in half an hour. Right after midnight, 
we say, of course, Happy New Year to everyone. So typically we are outside shooting up fireworks in our warm clothes and we look at the clock and it's midnight. And that's also when the fireworks are the craziest. You can just hear when it sparks midnight and we say Happy New Year to everyone. We finish up firing a few more fireworks for the next 10 minutes or so. And then we go inside. It's getting pretty cold at this time. And we toast with champagne. And then we settle in, we sit down and my sister-in-law starts to bring out some midnight snacks. And then we have midnight snacks pretty much until, yeah, sometimes even until 1.30 or 2 a.m. And yes, the kids are all still up, even younger ones. And it's become a tradition to drive at 2 o'clock to a friend's house. She has an open house all night on New Year's Eve and they have teenage kids as well. So it makes also absolute sense for us to go there with the boys and we stay there for one or two hours and then latest 4 a.m. or so, depending on how fit we are, we drive home and we drive by Harpa, which is our big, beautiful concert hall at the harbor in Reykjavik, Iceland. They light up the house and put on the number of the new year. So 2008 is visible on the building. It's absolutely beautiful. And this is the house where I will one day do a conference. And you will be there too. So on January 1st, we all like to sleep in, you know, if you've been up till 4am, you want to sleep in. But it's also an Icelandic tradition to go for a New Year's walk. And you see a lot of people walking outside to get some fresh air. In the evening, a lot of restaurants have a very special New Year's celebrations, but we prefer to spend time with family. Again, my mother invites us for dinner and we have something else, possibly beef as a main course. January 2nd is a slow day where some chefs still have closed for counting purposes or don't open up until noon. Finally, on January 3rd, everything is back to normal, but it is still Christmas. So if anyone asks me, how was Christmas? I get a bit iffy and say, Christmas is not over yet. It's January 6th that we officially say goodbye to Christmas. This is again a reason for a family dinner and bonfires around the city. And the time to shoot up the rest of the fireworks that you still might have since New Year's Eve. And that's how we celebrate Christmas in Iceland. I hope you enjoyed hearing about the wonderfully weird Icelandic Christmas traditions. And I wish you Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Around this time of year, it is also time to think about how to make next year your best. Head on over to sig.com forward slash 279 for more information on the mastermind groups that I offer and how you can apply to join one. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. Actually, it's called Apple Podcasts now. <laughs> See you in the next episode.